What a time to be alive! We are in the middle of the Olympic Games. I am dressed for the occasion, and we are here, not for the Tonight Show, not for the Stephen Cobor Show, the Trevor No Laughter Show, not the Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Corden, Jimmy Ellen, Jimmy Oprah. Put those little Jimmys away and bring out your big Jimmy. It's time for The Right Show with Kayvon. You're at the right place at the right time. And one difference from my show than all the others is I actually like you fine people. I put you in the comments if I see something funny. I highlight your name. I make sure you are part of the show. How long will that go for? Well, until the budget increases. But for now, we've got this kind of a relationship going. Podcasters, if you're listening to this, we're live every week and then we rip the audio, we make it a podcast. So maybe you should try to find out the time, date, and place, which is hard. I don't even know when it's gonna be, but you too can join in on the chit chat fun. If this is your first time ever catching a live, put it in the comments because our subscriber base is growing like wildfire. Today we are at 319,000 subscribers right here on YouTube. We also have 180,000 on Facebook, and we're adding two new platforms to the mix, Rockfin and Locals.com slash Comedy. Why are we doing that? Because you never know when big tech is gonna cancel you, so I need people that don't like being on just one platform to find me on the others. This is a way to protect yourself, kinda like investing. You don't put all your money in Tesla stock, Maybe you got lucky. What if Tesla has a huge dip? Now you are running for the hills and you've experienced what feels like a loss if you're not willing to hold on. What I want you to do is diversify your Kayvon folio. Does that make sense? Visit your local podcast, give this show a five-star review, and if you leave me a super chat, which is a tip in the bucket, I get to highlight your name if I see it in time and make sure to honor you for keeping the show alive. Trevor Noah has $100 million. Stephen Colbert, $20 million a year for his show. I promise you in the next 45 minutes, you're gonna laugh more, learn more, and have a lot more fun in one episode than you have with their show in the last decade. That's a big promise, but I planned a big show for you. So find me on the YouTube. Facebook has extended my ban. Funny story, there's a woman who harassed me she, and her name was Maria Pig, P-I-G-G. So I wrote, you know what, Miss Piggy, your opinion doesn't matter. And then she came back with something. I go, run away, little pig. She reported that as bullying for me calling her a pig. So Facebook said, this does not meet with our community standards. I'm like, I'm not just calling any old woman a pig. She is literally Miss Pig. <laughs> Totally true story. I'm not making that up to be funny. Miss Pig got my ban extended for 30 more days. So how can we combat that? Start giving this a thumbs up wherever you're watching this. Thumbs up. There's some funny ways of asking for a thumbs up. A lot of YouTubers are doing it. I want to ramp it up even funnier. Here's one for you. Smash that thumbs up button. I've heard a lot of people saying that. Smash the thumbs up button. I want to take it to the next level. Throw your laptop in the air and do a spinning karate kick right into your like button. Does that sound fair? And please, think of a funny one for yourself. A funny version of how you're gonna smash your like button. We'll come up with those as we go. 
I'm off to San Francisco this weekend. Should be one heck of a trip. And a lot of people are saying, Kayvon, don't go. There are so many radical leftists in San Francisco. However, you have to be out in the public. You go to any city, anytime if you're me, and you perform and you make that group laugh. And that is how you stand your ground. You don't run away. You gotta ask yourself, what would Barbara Boxer do? If you don't know, I was living in California for 15 years. Barbara Boxer has been a politician for 40 years in California from congresswoman to senator, and she ruined the state more and more and more, and now she just wants to retire and live in her beautiful, palatial, guarded estate. But it wasn't so. This is what happened to Barbara Boxer. Oh, what an amazing week for karma. Our radical athletes that keep kneeling, keep losing, and now one more hit to the radical left movement. Barbara Boxer, the horrible senator from California, retired now, the one who's responsible for so many horrible policies that have hurt California for so long, was mugged, pushed, and assaulted outside of her Oakland apartment just the other day. Oh, she cried, I'm a grandma, why is this happening to me? Now we don't wanna to laugh too much, or do we? But we do want to point out that it's hilarious that the radical left is now starting to barely suffer the consequences of their horrible policies. The same consequences that people, citizens, business owners, and people that live in low-income neighborhoods have had to deal with for decades. Barbara Boxer is shocked because she has security, she has a gated building, she has all the things she wants to take away from you. Watch this. <laughs> after being mugged in broad daylight, former Senator Barbara Boxer is speaking out after being attacked in Oakland's Jack London Square. As we first reported here yesterday, someone pushed Boxer and then yanked her cell phone out of her hand as she was walking in Jack London Square around 1 p.m. yesterday afternoon. Today, Boxer says the male who attacked her looked young enough to be a teenager. You can't just come up to a little old lady and smash her down to the ground. I mean, that's just not that's just not right. So there's a lot of work to be done, but I've spoken to the mayor. I've spoken to Congresswoman Lee. I, I feel very optimistic that change is coming. Oh, but I'm just a grandma. Why is a comedian telling you all this? The news is trying to hide Barbara Boxer getting robbed in Oakland by African-American teenagers from you. It's too bad she didn't live up to her name, Barbara. Two-piece boxer. Here we have two teenagers, African-American, who are always victims when the police arrive, but it turns out, no, they're also often attackers. That's not to say all African-American teenagers are attackers. It's to say there are attackers who are African-American. The radical left cannot figure that out. So Gavin Newsom, Maxine Waters, Kamala Harris, Joe Biden, they want to take away your police to fix the problem. How do you protest? Step one, come to one of my comedy shows. It's a peaceful protest. We're taking our cities back. Step two, get involved in your schools. Step three, run for office. Step four, do not vote for anything with the D on it until they change their platform. One that's suitable for Americans. The owner of an historic San Francisco business caught on camera flashing his gun. It's video you'll see only on ABC7. Tonight, he explains why he's taking matters into his own hands to defend Chinatown. That dramatic video is from outside the Golden Gate Fortune Cookie Factory. Just push like this real quick. He did the first push real hard. 
This brazen daytime assault happened Saturday afternoon. A man in the black sweatshirt singles out one of about a dozen tourists and attacks. We blurred the man's face. The guy asked the black guy why he pushed me. He said, oh, because you're staring at me two blocks away. What makes this story remarkable is what unfolds next. Co-owner of the factory, Kevin Chan, seen in the gray sweatshirt with green sleeves, immediately steps in and lifts up his shirt to reveal. I have a kansu carry that needs to protect my business. Just the sight of it is enough for the man in the black sweatshirt to leave. Send a message to local leaders. Not to defund the police. Police say a group of beauty star burglars in Santa Clara County might be tied to heists across the Bay Area. In the last six months, this Ulta Beauty has been hit eight times by thieves. But now the company is fighting back with crystal clear surveillance pictures of the suspects. They don't have morals. They've got something lacking within themselves. Larkin Hill police say on Tuesday, this group of cosmetic store crooks swiped up to $5,000 of perfume in less than a minute. You know, hopefully they can catch the girls. And we're learning more about two attacks on members of the Asian American community. However, police are not yet calling the assaults a hate crime. The first one happened yesterday afternoon on Market Street in San Francisco. SFPD says a 59-year-old man was punched in the head several times while walking. Police say that man has life-threatening injuries. Another attack happened this morning on 7th Street in Oakland. Police say a 76-year-old man was punched in the face by another person who then walked away. Union Square, many people are talking about this video. I mean, how could you not? Look at these 10 people running out of Neiman Marcus stores with handbags. San Francisco officials are concerned. Incidents like this will drive other chain retailers away. We lost the flagship gap in Union Square. If we don't deal with organized retail crime, I fear many other stores will close. One minute I was looking for parking, the next minute I stumbled upon a scene that's become all too familiar in Oakland's Chinatown. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw an Asian woman down on the ground, surrounded by a crowd of foot patrol volunteers. I'm buying mango, and all of a sudden somebody grabbed my body and dragged me here. Her purse had close to $300 in cash and her treasured jade bracelet. How old are you? 68. I'm going to be 68 this year. That is the same age as this Oakland man. Salinas recently fell victim to the brazen beauty store burglary. It's just, it's terrible. It's terrible. Thefts like this one has forced Walgreens to close 17 stores in San Francisco. Target is now closing some stores early in San Francisco because of thefts. The Retailers Association is hoping for a statewide approach on this issue. This is the pair, but police haven't ID'd them yet, but hope it won't be long before someone gives them up. A woman in her 30s with a large Zia tattoo on her neck, pushing another woman in her 40s with one leg. The woman in the wheelchair has a bag to collect the merchandise. Across the street at this former Chimmy Choo store, look at the broken out glass, and now look what's in the window, a for lease sign. They come here once a week. The J train beating is brutal. Fists flew both ways until they didn't. Eventually an Asian man passes out after getting punched, choked. She grabbed a jug of like a five pound hand sanitizer and launched it at me while I was holding my son. That's when owner and nearly 60 year old grandma Doris grabs whatever she can, including this table to defend her family and her more than 30 year old business. Operating a small business is challenging enough as it is with the ever changing restrictions. Some small eateries are now forced to make concessions. All to keep customers happy. Grandma said knock you out. For my podcasters, there's a video clip there. You have to go into the description, click the link, and watch. 
but the grandma flipped a table on its side and just charged for the woman. 68-year-old woman knocked down a crazy, very dark white supremacist. It was awesome! Grandma said, knock you out. So that's where I'm headed, the Bay Area. If you wanna be my Bay, head to that area and we're doing a show on Sunday, 6 p.m., well before the sun goes down and the white supremacists with their dark tans come out. Other tour dates are Tampa, Sandpoint, Idaho, Hollywood, California, Huntington Beach, Las Vegas, Oxnard, and the Medora Music Festival, North Dakota, all of which on kvon.com. TV. If you don't see your city listed, then do a private comedy show. Patricia in the comments here did one for herself. I'll go any city, anytime to make any amount of people laugh. Crowds of 15 to 1500 are no problem. When we come back, it's time for a comment of the week. But until then, I'm going to read some of these hilarious ways that you can push the like button in order to do it creatively. That sounded funny, creatively. First way someone wrote is grab your cat and smash it into the like button. I thought that was very interesting. Someone else said drop your coffee mug directly onto your like button. I like that. And Texas Tanya threw some money in the chats. Thank you. When we come back, it is time for comment of the week. This is by far my favorite. Now, it's not really a comment, but I'm going to have to make it work for this episode. Take a look at who retweeted my last tweet, and I shall read. From the one, the only, Larry Elder. I made a video today, uh, the Barbara Boxer video. I included Larry Elder in the tweet, and he retweeted it to his 700,000 fans. Not just once, four times this week. So thank you, Larry Elder. I said, Larry Elder, Donald Trump Jr., Dennis Prager, and The Daily Wire. In this amazing video, we show the utter despair of California and demonstrate why only Larry Elder can save Democrats from themselves. Retweet, do the right thing, and vote Larry Elder. ElectElder.com. This way, Barbara doesn't have to learn to be a boxer. What'd you think about that? We don't want our 80-year-old ex-senators to have to learn to box their way out of the problems they started, and Larry Elder will be able to fix that. So go to electelder.com, throw some money in the bucket. I threw money. You guys gave me money. I threw money back to the... It's like recycling. I also did get a death threat this week. Somebody told me they were going to find me and stomp on me or beat me up. <laughs> Apparently, they hadn't seen my Olympic-sized muscles, okay? Therefore, instead of threatening them back, we just bought another MyPillow. Every time a leftist threatens me, I buy a MyPillow from Mike Lindell. They're only 25, I think you get two for 35, 40 bucks if you use uh, one of the discount codes. But this one was $30. I figured it's well worth it. I'm gonna sleep so well at night knowing no one is going to touch me. And if they do, well, let's just say I have a lot in common with that Chinese fortune cookie store owner. We'll just leave it at that. I need you right now to put your laptop on a table in your driveway, folding table preferably. Then I need you to climb on the roof of your house and do a WWE flying elbow drop like mankind directly onto your like button. It is now time for terms and definitions of the right show. 
Instead of Stephen Colbert, which is like a weird French name for a beta male, we call him Stephen Cobor. And if you if you want to do an African accent and, and, and be a host and be black, but, but black black, but tell everyone that they're racist and make a hundred million dollars in America, but keep telling America they're racist, then you're much like not 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 Trevor Noah, not Trevor Noah, but Trevor No Laughs. He is on a show called The Daily Show, TDS. What else is TDS? Very aptly named, put it in the chats. And now we have one more term and definition that I might use you need to be up to date with. This one is professional women's soccer. Do you guys know what that professional women's soccer is? The translation on this show is junior high boys soccer. Okay, so I use those interchangeably. I'm like, hey, did you guys, did you see the junior high kids playing soccer? Who? Uh, the, the, the U.S. women's Olympic team. Same exact thing. Actually, junior high boys would beat the U.S. women, but we have to be nice and try to give them at least a little credit. So they're about as good as junior high boys. Speaking of which, we have a little video that I think you will be interested in seeing that deals with exactly that. The Megan Rapinoe team, anti-American, anti-gold medal. It's not many, I can probably count them on half a hand, moments where I find myself without the words to say. And today I did, when I walked into the Oval Office uh, here at the White House. Just, you can't help but pause and take a moment to acknowledge those who have walked these halls before you. Are you excited about um, going to the White House? <laughs> I'm going to the White House. <laughs> Um, thinking about the civil rights leaders and the champions of equality and the people who never made it into the room but fought so hard so that others like me would. Uh, no, I'm not going to the White House. That's, okay. We're not going to be invited. You're not going to be invited? I doubt it. From the president to the White House, he had said that win or lose, your team would be invited. I can't help but feel inspired and grateful to them and also a deep sense of responsibility. Would you go? Would your teammates go? I would not go, and every teammate that I've talked to explicitly about it would not go. I'm not going to the White House. Unbelievable. That is Megan Rapinoe. If you don't know her, I don't fault you for that. She is the anti-American, divisive, racist soccer player, junior high boys soccer player for America, and she refused to go to the White House when invited based on her personal differences. Now let's compare that to an actual champion, Tom Brady. It's well documented that Tom Brady and Donald Trump golfed together, longtime friendship. Probably Tom Brady voted for Donald Trump. But after winning a very unlikely Super Bowl recently, Tom Brady was invited by Joe Bumbling Biden and his fake Dr. Jill Biden. Tom Brady went to the White House because to represent the nation and be invited to the White House was an honor to him, and he's pure class. He doesn't call himself the GOAT. He doesn't like any of that. He most undoubtedly is the best football player that I've ever seen in my life, but that doesn't matter to him. He's just focused on excellence and being a great person all the time. So he went and he even spoke to President Biden, and if we can call him that, and he even joked to Biden's face about him. He said, nobody thought I could win, and actually 40, 5% of Americans still don't think I won that last Super Bowl. And Joe Biden started laughing. 
That is true class all the way. So if you're looking for a role model, do not let your kids watch a rapey hoe. I mean, that's not gonna go well. Teach them about Tom Brady. Teach them about so many of our other Olympians. We're gonna get into all of those today when we return. This show is just now, after all this time, starting to heat up. Time to catch up on one of our super chats. Obviously, N-A-K-A, Na-Ka, threw some money in the tip jar, thank you so much. Every dollar counts. Most of it's going back to my pillows and Larry Elder's campaign. Now, we are moving to the difference between leftists and liberals because so many of my liberal friends are getting angry. They're not talking to me anymore. I said, you're not a leftist, there's a difference. The far left has taken over the word liberal. They call themselves liberals so that they feel like they're in a bigger gang than they really are. The radical left doesn't like the country, doesn't like the border, doesn't like the police, doesn't like the military, doesn't like the anthem, doesn't like white men, doesn't like Christians, doesn't like conservatives. They're full of hate, but think they're full of love, open-mindedness, and kindness. Just look at their Facebook profile. There's always a rainbow and a quote. Then they give you death threats in your inbox. All right, so my liberal friends come back, come on back into the circle. We're cool, I'm a liberal too. That means I'm not gay. I am the most famous half Persian straight comedian in the world, but you can be gay. There you go. Doesn't mean that I don't like you and we can't be friends and we can't find something along the spectrum of life to joke about, but it ain't gonna be Biden. We're not gonna, we're not gonna meet on common ground on Joe Biden. So if that's a deal breaker for you, bye Felicia or bye Karen Kaepernick. That's what I call Megan Rapio, Karen. Kaepernick, taking a knee and growing out her fro down there so that Victoria's Secret has a nice protesting fro coming out of the thong area. All right, we move on. I need you guys right now because this show's already been pretty fun, but it's about to get even better. I need you to run through your office if you're at work right now. Do a vault off of your desk, triple backflip, reverse twist, and land perfectly on the thumbs up or the like button. Do that for me now. Joe Biden is seriously injured mentally. You thought Simone Biles had mental health issues? Biden needs to step down before she does. She was still able to get bronze. Here is the shirt I need you to go online and pick up after the show. The pro LGBTQ shirt. This is the LGBTQ anyone can get behind. It's let's get Biden to quit, okay? It's a very positive message, one that'll save our country. We'll deal with Kamala, the most unpopular vice president ever, later. Conservatives versus leftists. What do you think the difference is? Let me know. Go. It is time to celebrate a few more Super Chats. Jamaz BS threw $50 in the bucket. That's a double. That's a double cha-ching. Thank you very much. Pleasure, that's gonna buy two my pillows for a needy person one day. And Leadhead86, throwing it down. Oh, Leadhead is interested in purchasing one of my pillows. Then I'm not losing so much pillow money, I'm just recycling it. I like that, we might have to do something like that. I'll have to look into shipping. All right, the difference between conservatives and leftists. Well, one person wrote, leftists have nightmares for weeks over nothing. I like that. Someone else wrote, all right, well, I'm gonna tell you what I got. 
Leftists are busy making excuses. Conservatives are busy making it happen. We're making it happen and that's why when it's time to give more money in taxes, who do they go to? They go to the conservatives. Please, you're so rich. Give them fresh needles. Give them fresh needles. Give them fresh bread. Give them fresh food so they have more of their own money to go buy hooch. We are subsidizing that behavior. Here's what I need you to do. Take two laptops to your feet. Hop on your Peloton and continuously smash those like buttons for 45 minutes straight. Because we're about to show you how stupid our president Joe Biden got at the Mack truck plant. Now, we all know Joe Biden's never worked a day in his life. You can tell because he can't figure out how to roll up his sleeve. Literally cannot roll up his sleeves while talking to a bunch of real men and women who work in a factory. Look for that. This is after he said, I, you know, I used to drive one of these for, uh, for a living. He claims he was a lifeguard, a football star. He used to drive an 18-wheeler. Of course, he had too much asthma to go to the military. Lifeguard, football star, 18-wheeler, trucker, but military, a little too hard. And then he lied his way in to office, never to leave. So here we are with Joe Biden trying to roll his sleeves up. A sight to behold. When, uh, when I, I said I was running when I announced my campaign, and not many people took it seriously, I said I was running for three reasons. One, to restore the soul of this country, a sense of decency and honor. But secondly, to rebuild the backbone of the country. Hard-working, middle-class folks who built this country. And I want to point out, unions built the middle class. That's not a joke. Unions built the middle class. And by the way, in case you regret anything, I just want you guys and, and women in the union know that it weren't for the UAW in 1972, I ne never would have won. You think I'm kidding. We had the largest percentage of union workers of any state in the nation in Delaware back then, including Michigan. Because we're a small state and we had big plants. But so, uh, so before you get upset, remember, you're, 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 you're to blame. Well, I got it. Look, folks, uh, I think a lot of us come from similar backgrounds. Moms, dads, brothers, sisters, family. People who get up every day, work hard, raise their families, pay their taxes, serve their communities and serve their country. And that's why I moved so quickly to pass the American Rescue That is why he moved so quickly. He's never moved quickly a day in his life. But Joe Biden, as you can see, took two minutes to roll up a sleeve and continued to lie to the American people right to their face. I don't know who's buying it. Are you? When we come back, a whole lot more fun. This would not be fitting to have an episode without mentioning the Olympics. It only happens once every four years for the Summer Olympics, every four years for the winter. Of course, alternating, so I can see my fans going, technically. All right. With that said, I wanted to give you guys some Olympic updates from your favorite coach, me, Coach K. Simone Biles, let's follow the timeline. Simone Biles was not competing well, flipping and flopping, and not going to win a gold. So she stepped down, and in a press conference, she said, 
I'm not having fun right now and I really wanted to have me time and honestly, if I'm not having a good time, then I need to step away and just find myself. So I'm sorry, but um, sometimes a great champion knows that to just step away if they're not having fun. That got a lot of backlash. So then they released a video that she was having a mental health issue. So then all the leftists like, leave her alone, don't touch the princess, mental health. That's one of our buzzwords, thou shalt not criticize. So that's a protective layer, kind of like the LGBTQ thing. It's just putting on layers of armor so no one, that's why I say I'm the most famous half Persian, half black, half gay, half lesbian, half Polish, half white faced comedian. That way I'm all armored up and I can go to battle against the radical left. These hyphens are ridiculous, but so be it. That's the game they want to play. Two can play at that. Now, the third excuse came out. She now has a case of the twisties, which is a physical issue where you can't find your place in the air. So then the left comes out, there you go. Mental health issues plus the twisties, which could kill her. Then the left came out with, plus Dr. Larry Nasser. Have you been through what she's been through? Okay, now we're going deep in the archives. That's not to take anything away from her. She knows her body best, but she came back to the Olympics and she competed again and she won a bronze medal. So that's good. Absolutely, that's good. But here's what's not good. In their effort to continue calling her the greatest that's ever been, not promote Sunni, not promote Michaela, not promote the other athletes. They're still fixated on their golden pony, taking away from the other athletes. They now have said this on USA Today. And I read, Simone Biles' bronze medal on the beam is as good as gold at the Tokyo Olympics. The physical danger was terrifying. Even more unnerving was that as an athlete, she's used to bending her body, but she had no control over her own body. So this bronze is as good as gold. Now, do you believe a bronze is as good as gold? Leave it to the left. Redefine what a man is, redefine what a woman is, redefine what it means to love your country, redefine unity. Unity was standing up for the anthem. Now unity is half of us kneeling. And why doesn't everybody just kneel? That's unity. They're redefining everything. And now a bronze is as good as gold. Call me critical, but I'm Coach K and I don't play that. Next, anyone who criticized Simone was called a racist, including me. I said, hey, the games are 50% mental for everybody there. Everyone has a mom that's sick or a dad who has cancer or had a tough flight or ate some bad sushi in Tokyo. And that is why it's the Olympics to see who's able to overcome all of those factors and win the gold. So when I said that, I was called a racist, a sexist, a Nazi, a homophobe, a Jewphobe. I mean, all the phobes came out. The reality is I'm proud of Sunni who got the gold medal and calmed her inner demons. She calmed her inner leftist and was able to win gold. So how could anyone be racist if they support Sunni who is not a white woman? I guess racism is just white people according to the left. Sunni is a Hmong, H-M-O-N-G, immigrant family gymnast from Minnesota. I have no dog in this fight. I don't care what color Simone is. Only the left cares what color Simone is because only the left is racist. 
And they know they're a racist, so they quickly call everyone else in the room. Kind of like if you fart in the room and you quickly blame everybody else. Okay? That's the left. That's why their ideas stink. Serena is an athlete, Serena Williams, that got the same treatment as Simone. Called the greatest no matter how she performed, and she was the greatest for a long time. But as soon as someone started beating her, she started hitting her racket, pouting, throwing it, calling everyone racist, and the judge sexist. Only problem is, luckily, Naomi Osaka is black. Had Naomi, Naomi Osaka just been a pure Japanese girl with no black, we would all have a race riot right now. Baltimore would be burning. Chicago would be in tatters. San Francisco would have Serena murals and every Walgreens would be getting robbed as we speak. But luckily, Naomi Osaka is half black. And because Naomi Osaka beat her so well and Serena cried so hard and the media said, how dare Naomi, Serena is the goat. Would you believe Naomi apologized to Serena Williams for beating her? It's true. And all the athletes in the gymnastics competition have all sent out a tweet as they won their medal to Simone. It's like you have to bow down to who the media kept pushing because of their privilege in order to then not get killed by the racist Twitter mob, Instagram mob, and TikTok mob. And they are all white supremacists of a very dark orientation. So that's what happened to Serena and Suni and Michaela and everyone else. LeBron also walks off the court, does not think about his teammates when he's losing. And the reason he keeps walking off the court is he's talking all the time about police and racism and politics, things he doesn't know much about because he's busy practicing basketball. And you don't go from basketball to becoming just this amazing politician if you're LeBron James. There, there, there is a path, LeBron is not on that path. Believe me. Colin Kaepernick got benched. After he got benched, he realized how much he hated the country. Started promoting Cuba, started promoting cops or pigs, started promoting anger against the USA. And Megan Rapio, biggest loser of them all, because she's just a privileged white girl from a nice neighborhood who happened to choose her hair color. It's not like she was born with pink hair and people have been teasing her. She makes it wild and then goes, nobody likes me because of my pink hair, huh? That's why, huh? Megan, I have the same hairstyle as you. If I put a little pink streak, I would not lose my fans. It comes down to what's on the inside, not the outside, okay? Maybe you're born with it, maybe it's Maybelline. That's the problem. Our athletes are physically gifted, but BLM is robbing their mental toughness. BLM is a mental illness. So if you agree with me, let me know in the chats. It's USA or BLM. You can only pick three letters. You can only choose one. Which will it be? Choose wisely because I have some good news now. That was a downer. Watch what I do. That's why this show is amazing. We're coming back up. This is what the radical left wants us to do. Focus on all this negativity, talk about BLM, talk about them kneeling, talk about their bronze and their silver and their no medals. But instead, we have so many positive things to talk about. Here is a great story that just came out. Notice, color does not matter. African-American, female, so sex doesn't matter. Wrestler, 
I want you to look in the comments if you get a chance, podcasters, and watch in real time how my fans react to this young lady and the passion she has for winning, for her family, for her father, who's no longer with us. He passed away before he could see her win this gold medal, and for her country. Let me ask you this. You started wrestling in the 10th grade. You are now an Olympic gold medalist. Describe the ride. Uh, I knew I could do it when I first started wrestling. I felt that I could be an Olympic champ, so I kept going. I did it. Sam, right, you did. Samara, I know you lost your father in high school. How do you think he would be responding right now? Seeing you on top of the podium here, coming up. <laughs> He would have been the loudest one here. He would be so proud. He would be so happy. <laughs> He's from Ghana too. He don't say this out loud, but like he he like he was like enemies in Nigeria. So it's kind of like poetic that I had to rest in Nigeria in the finals. He's from Ghana, so that was kind of cool. <laughs> For women, wrestling has only been an Olympic sport for all, not even two decades. You are the second American yeah. What does this mean for the popularity of the sport and for all the young girls out there that are going to see you and feel inspiration? It means that they see someone like themselves on that podium. Last question for you. That American flag around your shoulders looks pretty good. How does that feel to represent your country like this? It feels amazing. I love representing the U.S. I freaking love living there. I love it, and I'm so happy I get to represent U.S.A. <laughs> love well, it. Well said. Congratulations. Enjoy that gold, and we'll see you out there on the podium, okay? Thank you. Hard, hard, hard to edit that and not feel like somebody was, like, cutting onions right by where I was editing. It was weird. I was, like in the crib by myself, but I was like, man, it must have been the neighbors. You know how the wind is and everything. So it brought that my way. Get a chance to watch that. I'm going to post it again tomorrow because there's not everybody in the world's watching this live, but uh, they need to see that. Can you believe that all of BLM's main talking points just went out the window because of one young lady? Female, nobody cares. Black, nobody cares. We like that she supported three colors, red, white, and blue, not B, L, and M. And because she supported those three colors, we're so happy to see she got one more color, gold. Now, burn, loot, murder, uh, buy large mansions, black lives splatter, whatever they want to call themselves, don't be fooled by the cool name. They're a radical, racist, hateful, Marxist group, worse than the KKK, but that doesn't matter because we're doing positive stuff now. We just watched one great story. I now have another great story for you. We have Michaela Skinner, a gymnast who won the silver medal. Now, we have to talk about this for a second because these are the stories the media refuses to talk about, the mainstream media. That's why you're here. We do it a little different over here. I want you to get a look at this young lady. She should be plastered all over the world, okay? Michaela Skinner's life story is a little different than most. She is a gymnast who had been working so hard her entire life, 
never got the golden treatment from the media, never called the greatest, the goat, the best, or anything. She got into the Olympics in 2012, which I believe was London, as an alternate, trained her rear end off, and was not allowed to compete because there was too many girls ahead of her that ranked higher, so she packed her bags and went home. That's 2012. 2016, Michaela Skinner goes to the Olympics once again in Rio de Janeiro. Trained, she was an alternate, had to be in perfect shape, had to land everything, get ready. She was not able to compete, packed up her bags and had to go home. Could you imagine training for four years at the Olympic level but not being able to reach the Olympic stage? Mm-hmm. So here we go, 2020, Michaela Skinner qualifies for the Olympics as an alternate, trains, gets ready, and the Olympics get shut down. No one's going to the Olympics because of the plan sketchy. 2021, she's now 24 years old. Most gymnasts are 14, 15, 16. Trains, after the pandemic, pushes. Do I even want to do this? Do I even have a chance? Wins the spot of an alternate. Again, trains, trains, goes to Tokyo. It appears she's not going to get to perform her gymnastics routine. She is going to buy a ticket to go home. Simone Biles drops out, pushing her into the event, but there's an American ranked higher than her. The American stumbles. Now, knowing she's been rejected in 2012, rejected in 2016, rejected in 2020, told she's not good enough for 2021, but hang tight in case we need you. She stepped up, she did her routine, and ended up with high scores and got the silver for the United States of America against all odds. Isn't that a story? Isn't that a story? Why? Let me tell you something. Why do we have to hear this story plastered all over the mainstream media? The story from the mainstream media is USA Today. Simone Biles' bronze medal is as good as gold. Well, I have news for you. That silver medal and that life story, that's the American story. That's the American dream and that is a true athlete who quieted all those issues, all those fears, all the negativity and won. And why is this story so compelling to me on top of all that it is on its own? Well, this is where I get to brag a little bit. I am gonna be in a movie coming out in November. It's a Valentine's Day movie. It's a cute romantic comedy. Don't expect Transformers Part 6, okay? It's a fun movie. It's made on a budget of much less than Trevor Nolaf's uh, yearly salary, but it's much better than anything he's ever produced. And it's called Funny Thing About Love. You're saying, Kayvon, how in the heck are you comparing Funny Thing About Love to a silver medalist? Well, I'll tell you how. Because... Michaela Skinner is in this movie. That's right. I knew you wouldn't believe me. So, I have to tell you, I 
am one degree of separation from an Olympic silver medalist. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And because of that dismount I just did, I hope you guys liked how I interweaved that whole story, kind of like M. Night Shyamalan. We have also a few super chats we missed. We don't want to let you guys down. Thank you, Irene. Thank you, DBZ. $50, that's a double cha-ching. Thank you. And Jamas BS still throwing money in the bucket. He won't stop. Somebody check his mental health. He is throwing too much money in the bucket and I love it. It's not good enough for me to just be in a movie with an Olympian who gets a silver medal. Congratulations, Michaela Skinner, if you happen to see this. I have dreams of my own and I've mentally prepared for this my whole life. So if any more athletes like that Gwen Berry who says if she win, she gonna get on the podium and burn the flag. Okay. And then she got 11th place in the Olympics. And Megan Rapiho, who's like, if I win, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be real, real cool. And I'm going to take a knee on the podium. And then she loses to a Canadian team. Which, by the way, there's a man on the Canadian team. So she's wondering, how did I lose? Because there's a dude playing against you. Which proves you're not as good an athlete as all the other soccer players. You're just better than all the other girl soccer players. That guy Quinn from Canada... He just shoved his D in your mouth and you took an L, all right? So anyways, enough about them. It's time to send a true American to the Olympics, a true half Persian American, and this is my bid. It is not too late, go. Hey, a lot of you know me as the most famous half Persian, half American comedian in the world. I don't like to mention that. I prefer to be known as an individual and an individual athlete. You know, I was a swimmer for a long time and with all the shenanigans going on at this year's Olympic Games, why don't we send in a substitute? A comedian who can also swim. I am upping my bid for the Olympic Games. Bring me to Wokio. I am ready to swim for you, United States or Iran. Unlike other swimmers, I can do freestyle, breaststroke, backstroke, and butterfly. So quit playing and pick me for the U.S. or the Iranian swim team. So, what did you think? It's a compelling argument. Bring someone who loves America or Iran. I'm ready to compete and I can be there in a couple hours, I think. We had so much support for my bid to join the Olympic team and I thank you all for it. If this gets to enough people in the Olympic Commission, I could see them purchasing me a flight and saying, come on down, you're three, four hours away and uh, we'll bring you on in. Hey, speaking of which, Lucia M, super chat, thank you. And of course, we had a few others that popped in there. So if I missed you, here, this one's for you. All right, we have come to the end of our show. Would you believe it? But look for Michaela in The Funny Thing About Love coming out this November. That is my movie uh, and it's a romantic comedy debut. Fun for the whole family, rated PG, don't worry about it. Take your shoes off for me right now though. 
I want you to put your laptop in a barrel and start stomping on that like button as if you're making wine because we're going to try to hit over a thousand likes on this. And let's check in on Bumbling Biden while all of our Olympians are doing so well. How is Joe doing? This is Jeopardy. <laughs> the only thing almost as bad was Kamala with the laugh. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha, that's so funny. Ha ha ha. She kept laughing. I said, is there something wrong with her too? You're gonna hate yourselves for missing this. Three letter word, jobs. J-O-B-S, jobs. No, we won't accept that. That's uh, one of those weird things about our language. I agree that everybody wants they in fact, they anyway, my time's up, I'm sorry. Thank you, Vice President. I wouldn't put it that way. Complications from COVID-19, which are well beyond what they should be. It's estimated that 200 million people have died probably by the time I finish this talk. Wait a minute, did you say 200 million people will die? Get your story right. America's dead. Is Jeopardy. There you have it. 200 million people have died in America due to COVID. Now we only have 350 million here, plus 50 million illegals. So half the nation is dead right now. Joe Biden just told you. That's because half of his brain is dead and so is Hunter Biden's as well. So he thinks we're all going through that same thing, but not so. Hey, do you see the ticker going down on the bottom? These are the people that found me on gofundme.com slash Comedy, Venmo, and of course, let's not forget, Cash App. So thank you throughout the week, you guys threw it down. I really appreciate you. And here is the ways you can support the show. PayPal.me slash TanksGod. Those are my cash apps. And I want to say we have a bunch of one-time donors who hit me up on GoFundMe.com slash CaveOnComedy. All of those are great. Helps the show go down the way it did. Truth through comedy, waking up America with laughter. That is what we do. We have no corporate sponsors, no big brands. We do it ourselves. I buy my own outfits, and I try to look different for you each and every week. Now, remember, there's one rule to my show. I show you how to have fun, how to laugh, how to make fun of the radical left. If you're not being called a racist at least once a day, you're not doing it right. Get out there and make me proud. Speaking of the radical left, they always attack their own. And there is no one else getting attacked as much as one of their own right now. Andrew Cuomo! Did you see what happened to Andrew Cuomo? This idiot was the left's media darling, if you will recall. The left couldn't get enough Andrew Cuomo. We had to hear how great he was, how he deserved an Oscar and an Emmy and an MTV Mooney Award. He was on the Kids' Choice, Teen Choice, People Choice, Animal Choice. Well, now Andrew Cuomo is in trouble for sexually harassing people. Okay. And his apologies with his catcher mitt face are hilarious. I didn't mean to hurt nobody. I don't think I did hurt anybody. I called for a private investigation to see did I hurt anybody. They found out that I had hurt people. But I disagree with the private investigation. I did tell a few girls to eat a sausage at Wake. 
I told them to put the sausage in their mouth and suck on it, but I was talking about a hot dog. They misinterpreted what I was saying. Well, that's too bad, Andrew Cuomo. You're going to lose your Oscar, your Grammy, your Emmy, your ESPY, and your Golden Globes, and you're going to find out how the radical left treats people. Don't you wish you didn't feed that fire in the first place? Too bad for you. Now, before I get out of here, I like to end my show on a laugh because life is too short to think about negative leftist energy. So this is the right show. We're going to leave you in the right mood. I can't believe a cute TikTok couple, husband and wife, took my comedy and uh, they kind of did a voiceover act out thing. Believe it or not, it's gone viral. They have received one million views. So they are now famous now. They're famous off of my comedy. Enjoy the TikTok now. Something very interesting about TikTok, people can find my comedy clips and then reenact them. I don't quite know how to explain it, but I told any of my fans, if you reenact my comedy, I'll post it. Well, this couple did, and they now have a million views on TikTok. Check it out. Because women have skills men don't have. You can't just say, I'm a woman. Do something a woman could do, then I'll believe you, right? Can you break into my iPhone in the time I go to the bathroom and come back to the dinner table? <laughs> just something basic. Can you be totally starving but have no idea what you want to eat? <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. Can you turn a compliment into an argument? That's what I want to know. It's like, babe, you look beautiful tonight. So I didn't look beautiful last night. You're good. You are good. What the heck? Here's what's weird about that. I don't even have a million views on that clip. Why are random couples getting way more views than me? I don't know, I don't care. As long as my comedy gets out there to the world, I consider myself blessed. Keep finding my comedy clips, keep reenacting them, and maybe you can get more famous than the most famous half Persian, half lesbian comedian. That was awesome. I just got a new half put in there. That is so cool. Each time I get a new half, less people can criticize me because of what do I, you know, what I identify as. Tasha Bickle threw $5 in the bucket. Thank you for watching my show. Can you believe that was an hour already? Now we're doing something new after the show. Because it ends a little soon and there might be questions about the episode or how do I edit these or where do I find these videos, join me on locals.com slash cave on comedy that's going to be the hangout the after hours show and you can check that out i appreciate all of you for being here and we'll see you next week the same place at a slightly different time and i'll see you next wednesday thanks for watching